Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, we are back. A ton more to get to. AD, Mike Conley, Marcus Gasol all got traded in part one. Go back and listen to that, of course, uh, if you haven't. And let's turn now to Kevin Love with the Cavaliers. I'm also uh, the Cavaliers. We are looking for something in the neighborhood of two first-round picks for Love. You got team control on him for four more years. So, and he's a an all-star level of player. We're expecting a lot of value for Kevin Love at the trade line. I don't know if you heard. Larry Drew was very complimentary of how good he looked in practice. Uh, with uh, his workouts really ramping up coming back from that toe injury and i'm sure he will be entirely healthy the rest of his career now that he's overcome that barrier dead silence (laughs) i okay maybe that asking price could be slightly too rich uh is is there anybody who would just like to make any kind of an offer that gives us positive value for kevin love Denver, you guys have always loved him. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, we're fine. Thank you, though. <sighs> wow. But we signed him into an extension because it was going to increase his trade value. How is it possible that we're not getting any offers for him right now? Is it just simply a matter of not having seen him play again this year coming off of that toe injury? I think there's also an issue where the I mean, the most interested parties, I think, were probably going to be Indiana and Utah. Well, Indiana suddenly is not in win now mode in the same way, and Utah just used all those pieces. I guess they could still use favors, but they just got Conley, so that takes them kind of off the board. Oof. Well, all right, that's a little bit less exciting start here. Um, I mean, is there anyone who would just trade for love and give back expiring salary? Maybe you could just give us some like funny money first round pick that'll turn into some seconds, just so we can say we got a first rounder for him. We'll do uh, the Brian Colangelo PR game. Like Denver, you wouldn't do like Paul Millsap for him? No, no. I mean, Millsap, <laughs> like Millsap, he could sign a more reasonable contract. We could also go in another direction. We don't know where Michael Porter Jr. is going. Also, Kevin Love, you know, he's locked in on this expensive salary, and that would basically tie up our team for another couple of years. And part of what we've done is we've been better defensively. Kevin Love does not exactly help that. And no, we're we're not we're not particularly interested in him at this point in time. And I mean, with the commitment that he has for for a lot of my other teams, you know, there are teams that theoretically, if you were a pending free agent, might have been interested because then things could go in a lot of different directions. But paying him as much money as it's committed to, then that's a a big thing for them. And nobody makes money as far out as he does. So there isn't even a way to like mitigate it and make him, let's say, like a a fifteen million dollar player per year because no one has another four years after this. Oof. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like we didn't see this coming, but uh, 
I was hopeful that maybe in you guys' roles as uh, general managers, you might feel a little bit differently about him. All right, we didn't get anywhere with Kevin Love. Dennis Smith Jr. for the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know if you heard, but we've reconciled. He's playing really well for us. Uh, Rick Carlisle loves him. He is back in love with him. And no concerns whatsoever uh, with Dennis Smith's uh, attitude. But, you know, we'd be, uh, we'd be willing to trade him. You know, I think we're just trying to build around Luka. We don't know about the fit between uh, Smith and Luka. Totally just a basketball fit issue. No- nothing to do with personality whatsoever. Who would be interested in Dennis Smith? I mean, I think we're looking for... I mean, we're not going to say that we can't hold on to him. You know, we could do that. We, we think we might want something that's a little more flexible. But, you know, I mean, I think we're looking for lottery pick level of return here. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Uh, magic here. <laughs> we, yes, Orlando, how are you doing? Yeah, we're, we're interested in Dennis Smith as a point guard of the future. We've got Jerry and Con- Grant is an expiring contract we could send back to match salary. And then we could send you the 2020 pick we have coming from Oklahoma City that's 21 through 30. It looks likely at this point that we're going to get that pick, that it will be a first-round pick. Plus, we can send you one of the second-round picks we have this year. We have Cleveland's and Brooklyn's second-round picks. Yeah, so unless you're willing to trade your first rounder this year or Jonathan Isaac, I, I think I don't think we really can get anywhere. You know, that top twenty protected first round pick, which may not even go, and then I think it converts into second rounders after that as well. God, what what a tangled web that uh or a, a tangled life that pick has led. Uh but nonetheless, yeah, so either this year's first rounder that has a chance of being a lottery pick or John Isaac. Uh, other than that, I don't think that we really, you know, maybe we could talk about something with Aaron Gordon. Uh, but other than that, no, I, I don't think that we uh, we would have any interest. All right, we're good then. Phoenix Suns, you guys need a point guard. I am the Phoenix Suns. Well, <laughs> I am the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and uh, I am the disembodied voice of Robert Sarfer, who I, I told my personal leak reporter john gambadoro that i am not interested in trading for dennis smith under any circumstances and we haven't even talked about it so uh no not really interested there uh any other teams that could use a point guard what about like you know bulls you guys really uh don't have much at point guard i am also the chicago bulls (laughs) (laughs) this is this is a difficult one to do to potential self-dealing concerns because i mean this is one of the few guys on this list and you don't see a guy like this on the trade block very often and so where you've got two bad teams actually might be trying to make this trade so can i express how prudent it was to not give me any teams that have dennis smith on their radar it's just it's just it's helpful (laughs) because otherwise we would end up with some ridiculous crap here yeah so i am bulls speaking as myself now should actually be very interested in him but uh they're still trying to develop chris dunn is their point guard of the future so probably no interest there and you know they're very interested in character in chicago too um you know they want the type of players who uh, aren't going to punch another player or aren't going to mutiny against the coach so you know their their evaluation process uh, really just prevents them from getting anybody like that on the roster so that's uh <laughs> that's good news uh yeah, it doesn't really seem like anybody else out there. Any of you guys' teams interested in Dennis Smith? How about uh, how about Detroit? You, you guys might be interested in him. Maybe your first-round pick this year? No, we're not willing to give that up. All right, well, that's it for Dennis Smith then. I mean, it's low first-rounder. I mean, there's just the, that's not going to get it done. So I guess his trade value is just uh, really in the toilet here. Agreeing on a trade is always hard. 
but coming up with a valentine's gift may be even more difficult especially if you've been together for a long time you have all these special memories but coming up with an original gift after years is quite difficult so i encourage you to look at homesick candles to remind you of the special memories in your relationship their unique scents reflect all the U.S. states and dozens of cities around the world. They're a thoughtful way to tell the story of your relationship's journey. Each candle is made from a natural soy wax blend and comes in a beautiful gift box. Their new first kiss candle lets you celebrate the spot where you shared your first kiss. Go to homesick.com and check out the first kiss finder to pick yours out. I've been enjoying their Northern California candle and their Chicago candle, both places that I have a connection to. So the way to get started again is to go to homesick.com and for every classic size or three wick candle that you purchase, you get a free mini candle of your choice. So pick your favorite memories and candle, add them to your cart and for each classic or three wick, add your choice of any mini candle for free. All you have to do is enter the code CAPSPACE at checkout. Easy to remember, we've been talking about CAPSPACE all day here on the program. That's homesick.com and use the promo code CAPSPACE, all one word, CAPSPACE for this awesome deal. This great offer is only available until February 15th. So you got one extra day past Valentine's Day if you need it. And make sure you use that CAPSPACE code to get the deal and let them know that you came from us. Let's move to Nikola Vucevic, uh, Orlando. How are you thinking about him? I mean, you mentioned that you kind of want to hold on to him, but, uh, you know, what would it take to make you part with him? I mean, I think at the very least, uh, probably a, a decent player in a first-round pick. I mean, he's an all-star this year. We don't anticipate necessarily a particularly robust market for him next summer as a free agent. So, you know, I think that, uh, again, we're inclined to hold on to him unless someone blows us away. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, this guy, Kevin Pelton, once did some research indicating that when guys <laughs> make the all-star team, even if they're not necessarily that good, that that really inflates uh, their market. But, you know, those analytics guys, that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um, I can say none of my teams are, are going to be interested. We're not really in a position to take on a, a center and an expiring contract. And we're, none of us are really uh, in playoff position or we have centers in place. So my teams are out here. The Hornets were interested, but got their higher choice in Marcus Hall, and that's it for my teams. The Clippers are conceptually interested, but the problem is there is I don't unless you really like one of the expiring contracts on our books, we're not really willing to dip into the asset pool. But you know, if you want to do something built around like Patrick Beverly, if you think he's a, a better player for you, then maybe we can have some sort of conversational on those lines. But we're not going to like give up firsts or something like that. No, I don't think that that helps us. I mean. If we want Patrick Beverly, we can go sign him this summer. Okay. You still have a shot at making the playoffs this year. But not if we trade Vucevic. I mean that's gonna that's gonna hamper our playoff chances. Hey, you um, can still you can still yeah. make the playoffs with a flawed center rotation. Look at us, the LA Clippers. <laughs> uh how about Lakers? Zach Lowe has talked about maybe uh you guys being interested in Vucevic and uh you lost out on Anthony Davis now, so uh apparently some of your assets might be you might be a little bit more willing to part with some of these guys. Yeah, I don't think we're willing to give up our, our real good assets. We're still a team that's going to have cap space. We think we're going to be a, be appealing in free agency. Um, and then maybe we can try and swing a trade for a, a bigger star uh, for a team like us with as far as our cap space goes uh, with as attractive as we are where players will want to come, will want to resign. Uh, somebody like Vucevic doesn't doesn't make the cut. Yeah, there's really not much else there, is there, who might even realistically be interested in him I mean, as a starter. I mean, there's some that could use him as a backup, but they're not willing to give up. So, yeah, it does, does seem like he probably just ends up staying. Um, let's, uh, let's try Otto Porter here. Uh, also talked, uh, uh, how are you feeling about Otto Porter? 
corner right now, Washington. I mean, there's been some rumors that you might be willing to move him. Uh, what's your stance on him right now if you are looking to move him? What are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, we're listening, but basically we would have to get a deal that you know gets us out of the tax and also gives us you know a, a player of similar similar overall quality. I mean, maybe if it's more of a four type and we play you know resign Trevor Ariza at the three, that could make sense for us. But uh, you know, it, it's it, I I don't know if that would necessarily make sense for someone else. But that's that's kind of the construction we'd probably be thinking. So do I have this right? You want a player who's as good but makes less money? <laughs> that is my <yeah>, answer. <laughs> That's why we're listening, but not looking to move him. <laughs> are, are Mike Miller and Randy Foy available for this? <laughs> uh, well, so Sacramento is is one of your teams, KP. I mean, you, it is. Yes. You, I mean, if we really get into it, maybe someone could take over the Kings. But I mean, do, do you see any well, kind of a deal there with, within your conception of Sacramento? I got some other deals in mind that I probably want to look at first. So, well, that that's what I was actually thinking here is maybe we just turn a little bit to Sacramento and see how they're prioritizing their space because they're looking at a bunch of these kind of similar guys. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, is there anyone else? that we um I mean Pels do you guys want to talk about Nikola Miritich first maybe we can table Porter uh, for now um but now that you Miritich is expiring you got Julius Randle too I mean there's um I I guess let's look at it this way I mean who do you guys feel is like the next big domino that has to drop either in terms of team or player um you know we kind of we've gone through Memphis in large part with their big guys so who's who's kind of the next team that's like gonna has has the most assets here at this point in time it might be the Pels yeah I think they, they make a lot of sense. Okay, well, why don't we discuss them real quickly here? Uh, you've got Miritich, you've got Randall. You know, what are you thinking at this point in time? You know, Porzingis isn't going to play for you this year. You got him now. Um, so presumably you're trying to improve your draft pick, get off of some of these guys. Yeah, I mean, Randall, I think at this point, this, all the salary that we took in in that Knicks trade is going to make it very difficult for us to re-sign him this summer. So we're more inclined to move him. Uh, def- you know, we we don't think that Miritich is likely to resign. Uh, so, you know, if we can get pick value for him and then uh, the likes of Alfred Payton, Darius Miller, each one more also very available. Uh, how about Sixers? Do you guys have interest in Miritich? I know you mentioned in improving your depth and wanting a big forward. Did, would he make sense for you guys? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are interested in him. Um, and maybe uh, just to make everything work, uh, maybe we take on Darius Miller, too. Uh, you know, give us another wing. Not that we'd likely depend on him, but a little depth couldn't hurt. Do you like uh, Furkan Korkmaz at all? We we do uh, have some interest in Furkan Korkmaz. Uh, not in, not enough to replace you know getting a pick value here. I mean, we'd like to get a first round pick out of this deal, but you know, Wilson Chandler and Furkan Korkmaz for uh, for Miller and Miritich construction makes sense. Um, so a first-round pick might be a little high for us, but we do have the Bulls' 2019 second-rounder, which is almost a first-rounder, and uh, I think that'd be a fair compromise. All right, we're listening here. Anyone else on Miritich? Well, I think also for Philly, I mean, they're probably the team that most needs to do something at this point. So, Philly, if there are other players that might realistically move be moved that you have targeted you know maybe you, you might want to bring that into the discussion a little bit now too here because it does seem like philly is the team that has to make a move might be willing to move some future assets uh more necessarily than some of these other teams so maybe you know miritich you might be interested in but i, I don't want you guys to uh to shoot your wad too quickly here if there's other guys you might be interested in. like maybe uh you know jermichael green or uh, garrett temple 
Uh, this actually works out well because Miritich is the the guy we were targeting as liking the most. Now, if you know, if you think Temple or Green is available very cheap, we're willing to to listen on that. But Miritich is the the player we like and we're targeting. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll we can let that play out. I mean, and the, uh, you and Philly, you guys have like some other second round picks available besides that Chicago one too, right? Yeah, so we just thought that to... was the the prime one that could could work for Miritich, our our top target. You know, once we got past the the stars. So, so you like Miritich better than the combination of Green and Temple? We like Miritich. Um, we are we are not as concerned about uh, help on the wing as maybe a couple podcast hosts. Uh, you know, the, that big forward is more of our concern. Uh, somebody like Miritich, and we like him more than Green. Uh, but a- after working out a trade on Miritich, maybe we'd look at Temple or or some other wing depth. We wouldn't be opposed to adding some, but but Miritich is the player we like the most. So anyone else uh, ear- on Miritich? New Orleans. <laughs> uh none of none of my teams i mean we're we're all uh i've got all the sellers here basically so no we're we're not interested in adding an expiring contract power forward brooklyn is interested conceptually but we don't really have the right assets to go back to make this deal work like we have the salary filler we have plenty of salary filler but we don't want to give up a first round pick and well we have the knicks second uh now nah, it's not this year for us we can use that for something else Utah, any any interest? You've still got that Derek Favors that's effectively an expiring contract. Well, so how how are you feeling about would you rather have Favors than Mirtich? Would you treat that as a positive value trade for you guys? No, I think we'd primarily be looking at him as a uh, as an expiring contract. So then you would want assets on top of that. Because remember, we just traded both Grayson Allen and a first round pick and a deal for Mike Conley. Now, if yes. it were close to even value, we'd be happy. Like we, we could do that deal. I think it would it would help you guys give you a, a different depth piece. But you know, other than more like a a tangential second or something like that, like we don't really have much else to make that deal make sense. We do like Miritich though, but it's just all right. Anyone else? Would Houston make an offer for him? Yeah, that's just what I was looking at right now. Uh, I mean, it would have to be taking back Brandon Knight, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. and Pels are too close, getting perilously close to the luxury tax if we take back Brandon Knight. So I don't think that's happening. The the tax for this year or next year? Next year. Yeah. Well, you, and I mean, I guess what if Houston like threw in a first? I guess that would have to be. Again, I mean, uh, we cannot. <laughs> I mean, unless we can get off some other money, I don't think it makes sense for us. All right. Well. If there's no other interest, then I, I, I guess we'll do that. So, I, Philly, you're just willing to get rid of Wilson Chandler, huh? And you don't see him as an important rotation piece? I mean, we see Miritich as a big upgrade. Yeah, I, I mean, that that makes sense. And I guess you're only other... I mean, could you do... Uh, could you get to enough salary without including Chandler? I mean, I think they would try to do that. They could actually even save the Pels some money that way. Muskie and Justin Patton, I mean... It, at some point, roster spots are going to be an issue for the Pels. May already. Yeah, you've got some waivable guys, though, don't you? Or you could just uh, Most... send, some, send some guys back. Because I, I just don't see Philly giving up Wilson Chandler. They need him in the rotation. they got to improve their depth. Like, that, a one-for-one trade with a guy who's already in the rotation, I don't think helps them that much. I mean, Miritich is ten times better than Wilson Chandler, though. Well, that. sure. But, they're still, but they still have like no bench at that point in time i mean maybe there's more moves to be made but i i would if there is i mean maybe you guys can't agree now but i think if there's a way for them to keep chandler they would certainly prefer that conception and and new orleans doesn't care other than you know these roster spot issues i mean muscala and Patton does work and and nate's right like we would prefer that i was just looking at getting the money closer um yeah, but I yeah, mean, could, so saving the Pelicans' money, yes, would be to the yeah. You could but we could in. also retrade yeah. Chandler, so that's that's some value for us. Can you? <laughs> 
Yeah, good luck. That's, that seems that seems he seems like a buyout guy to me. He's one tenth as good as Miritich. I just heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, know, you could. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry. For, for what it's worth, yeah, I agree with you that a one for one trade is limited value for the 76ers, but uh, the 76ers are still committed to trading faults. This just makes it easier to target uh, more of a wing player for faults, knowing that you got that upgrade uh, for that power forward spot. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry to ombudsman and you guys, but I was just seeing it. I was like, why would Philly want to put Wilson Chandler? So that didn't make much sense to me. Yeah. I mean, do you want Pelicans? Do you want to do a version of it? Do you have enough waivable or, you know, players that we could do a version with Muscala, Patton, and you said you wanted Corkmaz? Uh, would you be willing to throw in another second round pick then? We might need to. I mean, we're we're already doing you the favor uh, of making it less money. If anything, I, w- I would think I would ask for a to include a lesser second round pick. But we can just leave it as the Bulls pick. Miritich for Mascala, Patton, Corkmaz, and the Bulls second rounder. Anyone else for Miritich? Portland here. We're interested in Miritich, but have a little bit of a problem because you've taken on a lot of long-term money in the other move that you made with the Knicks. And, you know, we would have loved a chance to offer for Anthony Davis, but you had loftier aspirations. Anyway, we are thinking about something like so because originally our thought was we could give you a first round pick and give you some money for future seasons like i mean ideally for us it would be myers leonard maybe we could do something harkless is a much better player we could do something for him but we weren't sure if you were willing to take on money for a future season wait king's here actually we're very interested in maurice harkless we think he can be the small forward with size that we need to match up with some of the uh the west's better players at that position and a compliment to the guys that we already have and he fits nicely into our cap space so what if it were a three-team deal we take on Harkless, Miritich goes to Portland, draft pick to New Orleans. We'd also like to get a 2020, your 2020 second round pick out of this deal, Blazers. Well, we really like Harkless. You know, he's he's value we're a, we're a likely playoff team. Obviously, getting Miritich changes, changes that a little bit for us, though we could potentially re-sign him depending on how this season goes, how we each feel about it. So we're thinking of Harkless as, you know, a, a positive asset, not necessarily a huge positive asset. Maybe if you want to include a second, are there any of your young players, Sacramento, that you are not necessarily that aren't top tier? You know, we're not asking for Bagley or anything like that, but somebody maybe who's who can be a, a developmental piece for us or theoretically for New Orleans. Is there anybody that's kind of below the below the fold for you, but still provides provides something of value? Because then you're probably getting more help with that second round pick than we are. But it's something that that could be used. I mean, we're not as convinced as you are that Harkless is a positive asset he's missed a lot of time with the knee lately and we want to check that out that medical those medicals before we're even willing to agree with this also you've got jake lehman at that position who is a superstar right now so what he, do you need Murray he's Harkless a super for? he's a superstar for 10 minutes every month or like <laughs> five months or whatever it's more than that now uh but uh frankly we're going to have to clear a roster spot to do this so if you were interested in either scal or frank mason uh, we would be willing to send them back. New Orleans, would you have any interest in in either one of those guys? Because uh, Portland, as Portland, we're so we can we can make a deal like that happen. But if that makes it easier for New Orleans, for New Orleans, we can do it that way as well. Um, Pelicans, we have some modest interest, but we also have a potential roster crunch depending on uh, what other moves we complete here. Okay, so if you're not if you're not particularly interested, then. This this makes it a little bit more interesting. So we can do that. How about because you're Pelicans, you're losing a spot. You're losing a spot in the deal. 
So could we do a first round pick? Let's lottery protect it. We're as Portland, we're going to make the playoffs. We can lottery protect it, and then it can go to you know, let's say top ten protected, and then un and then and then seconds after that. Okay. Then so we'll do that, and then we will take on debating between Scal and Frank Mason. Or actually, oh, quick before that, New Orleans. Would you prefer Anthony Simons to our first round pick? No, I think we'd rather have your first round pick. Okay, we just wanted to ask, just in case. So, okay, so we do that, and then we'll take on... I'm debating between Scal and Frank Mason right now. Um, why, why don't you call up Danny LaRue and ask him who he'd prefer? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 see, that's what I'm trying not to do. I, um, I think it's pretty clearly Scal. No. Yeah, and, uh, and he's an do, intriguing. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Yes. See, I was protecting against myself. Um. So okay. So we'll take Scal, and then if we can just for fi- just for roster spot purposes, if we can move Stauskas. Oh, to... the Stauskas return? No, I was thinking we move Stauskas to New Orleans. Okay. But hey, um, if you if Sack if Sack if you want him back, you can take him. No, I think I think we're fine with that. Ben McLemore is probably enough of a return. Yeah. So so then, and New Orleans, you can just cut him, and then that actually opens up a roster spot for you in these other trades. That is true. A disappointing end for Nick Stauskas. It started so promisingly in Portland. Uh, so I guess the big return for New Orleans here is you're just getting the first and you're getting off of Miritich's salary entirely. Yep. I mean, it's, um, the, it's the, mostly about just whatever was the best pick we could get here. Yeah. Well, so does Philly want to increase their offer? So, yes, we do. So right now it's a lottery protected first from the from Portland, essentially. Uh, yes. So we'd need to offer our lottery protected first, because otherwise the—I mean, I, I guess it depends how you value Harkless. Har- I mean, Harkless isn't part of the deal. It's the getting off the salary does have some value for us, certainly, because we're not going to sell a lot of tickets the rest of the season. But uh, I, I mean, we also would value Portland's pick more than we would value your pick. I mean, we think that Portland is likely to uh, decline a bit the rest of the season. I think Portland is likely to decline the rest of the season with Miritich. I guess we'd have Miritich, though. Um, hmm. So we would need to do basically our first rounder plus a second rounder to beat it. I think so, yeah. Ooh, that's getting tough now. Hmm. If I can broker a little bit, Philly, is there anyone else on New Orleans' roster that you feel would help improve your depth? Just what I'm would looking make it at. worthwhile to throw that in? And I've probably already asked this, uh, but I just want to be clear for New Orleans specifically. Is there any interest in Markel Fultz? There's some interest, but I don't. I think we'd value him as probably a second round pick. So you'd prefer that Bulls pick and Fultz as the basis of the deal to your first round pick? No, relative to well, it's probably a similar question, but I meant relative to Portland's offer. No, I think we still see some upside with that Portland pick, even with Miritich on the roster, to be in the the late teens. Hmm. Let me see who else. Was there anybody acquired in that Knicks trade who would appeal to us? Probably not. No, no, it's Lee Hardaway. Um, Those guys go on too long. Yeah. Luke Cornett. I mean, Diallo would be an option at center. You could theoretically reroute him to Philly instead of New York. Well, Nick's here. I mean, Philly, if you wanted to, we could maybe try to make that a three-way deal. I do still have some guys on my roster that you might be interested in. Noah Vonley, uh, I would think, could help you. For for some uh, reason, we, we are adamant that we were, are not interested in Noah Vonley. I don't know why we're so adamant about it, but we are <laughs> adamant that we do not want Noah Vonley, or at least did not express interest in him. Which... So uh, uh, Lance Thomas maybe is someone who could play for you. He's uh, non-guaranteed for next year. You could move on from him. 
Um, I feel like I've been listening to Nate sell Lance Thomas on these mocks for like four years. I think this is the first time I've ever been the Knicks. Well, but you know, you it was was his agent back in the day when he was a free agent. Oh God, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Trey Burke is someone who might actually be able to help Philly a little bit. I don't think we're going to get anywhere with the Knicks. I mean, I'm just if yeah. you're talking about just like throwing guys like that could maybe be. I mean, your rotation sucks right now. I don't know if you noticed that, but like Lance Thomas would absolutely play for. Hey, Nick, right your rotation sucks right now too. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> guys, guys, this is getting that was, complicated. That was, a, the, that was a solid. That was a solid like New York like fuck you <laughs> uh, accent right there, Feldman. All right, Pelicans. So we need to do a first rounder to to get this done. To a first rounder and a second rounder to be yes. okay. What second rounders do we have? We'll, we'll do it. Um, we'll we'll give you so your uh, pick in in the more favorable of Milwaukee and Sacramento. We'll give you uh, our own first rounder and our own second rounder uh, for. I don't know if your second round pick second rounder wins this. How about we use can uh, can we canvas so yeah. But, well New Orleans, why don't you tell us what you think is gonna beat that Portland offer? Yeah. I think I think two thousand nine the the Philly first round pick and the you've got the more favorable Milwaukee and Sacramento second round pick, which will inevitably be Sacramento's. So if you did that one that's middle of the round, that's still got some value to us. And then and then so it's the same package of Mescala Patton and Corkmaz. Yes. Liked it a lot more when it was just the Bulls second rounder, but I you know, we made this push with with Jimmy Butler. Our roster doesn't really make sense right now. I think we have to I think we have to grin and bear it and do it. Yeah. You could always re-sign Meritage too. I mean, that's sure. like uh which has some value there. So but Portland, you're you're unwilling to increase your offer? Well, it's it's kind of hard for us to increase our offer. We have we already owe our next to we are we already owe our next second round pick the 2021. We could theoretically move in, but we don't have any extras. If there are young players on our team, we're not Simons is too good to give up in this. Like if you want Caleb Swanigan, sure we can do that. Or yeah, Layman doesn't move the needle. Well, Layman actually no, I <laughs> I'm I'm buying this Layman Renaissance more than you are clearly. Uh, but I think I prefer that Philly deal at this point. Is there is the what could we do as Portland to improve our offer to get there? Is there is there anything that we have left to do? I mean, if you gave us your 2020 second round pick, that that would maybe get us that would that would maybe push you over the top. Okay, can we? That's that's fine. Can we let's say like top five or top ten protect that and then have it be unprotected the next year? <laughs> this is the second round pick. I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if that's close oh enough, if that's close enough, we'll do we'll do the deal. Yeah, we'll all, right. Give up. all right, all right, New Orleans. I think it's time for you guys to make a decision here. That's that seems like the best offer. All right, so Portland's 2019 first round pick and Portland's 2020 second round pick with the protections we've discussed. <laughs> I, I would just say, don't forget that that the Philadelphia trade includes Quark Maz, uh, who has some positive, and Patton. Oh, oh, Patton! But 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 yeah, more two, specifically, two Cork, guys who we're, we're going to have their we'll, we'll circle back on Corkmaz. If if we're you know debating the value yeah. of the second round picks, I think Corkmaz is in that range. Well, well, the problem with that, both Patton and Corkmaz, is that they had their uh, rookie options decline. So you really you you'd be limited in re-signing them. And, and New Orleans knows pretty well about the limited value of <laughs> signing the option of yeah. a second round pick. I mean, or first the bigger round, the bigger problem with someone who. 
had their second heard their fourth year option declined in the case of Solomon Hill. The the bigger problem with Patton and Corkmaz is they're just not very good. Or no, play. New Orleans still wants Corkmaz. We're we're sure. gonna circle back on that one. Okay. We we can do that at the end. Um all right, so so what's the deal here? All right, so Portland gets Nikola Miritich and Scal. New Orleans gets Nick Stauskas. 2019 Portland first round pick lottery protected 2020 Portland second round pick. Uh, can we say 35 through 55? <laughs> sure. And Sacramento gets Maurice Harkless. And you think you're still going to get cork Good luck. <laughs> We've given up too much. <laughs> yeah. The roster is barren now. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that was, absolutely fascinating uh philly you sure you don't want to uh you know throw in uh, <laughs> just reducing the protection on your second rounder by like one more <laughs> yes i do i didn't even put protection on it uh okay i can't believe my offer didn't get picked so let's move on now to a, more of a, a round robin style here i'm gonna throw some guys out there uh, on my teams that y'all might be interested in and i think we can start with atlanta we got kent Bazemore who we would be willing to trade if we could get a first back for a player who's just total dead salary one of those sour 2016s houston i'm i'm looking at you guys there for brandon knight i think we got a natural fit there uh and then jeremy lynn and Dwayne deadman we're uh we're willing to again maybe take on money that goes through 2016 for those guys but if we are going to take on that money or i'm sorry through 2016 through 2020 those probably signed in 2016 but again you know we'd want to get significant draft pick compensation for doing that uh so in terms of those guys uh, who might be interested houston you want to talk uh night for baysmore here yes we do um a first round pick seems a little steep baysmore isn't that good um but but we do think there's something there that works i'm just looking up what other draft well picks i can we have. i can tell you this if we have to take back night anything less than a first does not work that that's really more it's more getting off of nights and you can get someone for to play i mean you're basically you're getting kent Bazemore as like a four million dollar a year player well that's, that's kind of what you're paying for we're paying a lot more because of the luxury tax that's the problem i mean maybe if you took chris also that could make more sense yeah no we'd, we'd be happy to do that i think uh for this year that's fine he, he expires um so yeah we could certainly help out your tax concerns there if you got any like you know small contracts that you would want to send us that would reduce your tax bill you know, we can probably make that work for you as well uh, just real quick as i i'm putting this together i just want to make sure there's nobody else interested in chris i assume correct I'm okay yeah i don't need to wait for on the call <laughs> um all right so so anybody else interested in that sort of a deal uh for kent basemore because houston's first rounder is probably yeah it's actually ah, it's not too bad this year we'll have to talk about the protections there houston but uh you know if you want to protect it for the first 21 and a half picks uh this year you know um so yeah anyone else interested okay so no one else here for basemore it looks like so yeah houston um are you willing to lottery protect that pick for this season uh we'll do top 24 protected top 24 what happens then becomes two second rounders two back of the second round second rounders no nah, hell no do we uh, do we have you, anybody you know, else as second rounders we have memphis's in 2020 oh that's a fake one how about this? Yeah. How about this? We'll give you two second rounders. One, uh, we'll give you two second rounders in the years of your choosing. You can call your shot now. Predict when we're going to be bad. 
No, it's got to be something that eventually turns into a first round pick in some fashion. I mean, top 24, like, I don't think there's ever been a pick traded that had that type of protection. You guys just, you know, you're like right on the borderline for that now. I mean, I think it's really. How about top 20? Let me take a look at what the standings predict right now. You guys are going to try at least and, and Harden never gets hurt, which helps. As you look at this, a fun aside in the trade machine, uh, Baysmore for Knight and Chris decreases the Hawks' win total by 18. (laughs) (laughs) Plus four for Houston. Houston Houston is projected to be the 21st pick right now. I mean, if you want a top 20 protected, as long as we arrive at a conception that eventually gets me a first-round pick. See, no, I mean, I know you don't want to talk about this again, but that's the same thing where it's such a significant difference of it. Be, the only way to guarantee it becomes a first round pick is within seven years. At some point, it has to become unprotected, uh, which we're just not willing to do. That's the only way I can guarantee you a first round pick. Now, we could leave it top 20 protected for a few years and then make it two second rounders. Well, the idea is just who has to take on that 1% scenario when it's right the idea though is for convey. for Houston that 1% scenario would be could be crippling of surrendering the number 1 pick i mean the the downside is so much higher there than you know if we're just looking at expected value of if you end up getting two second round picks at some point in the next seven years yeah well at least at that you know the two second rounders if it does you know if we if it eventually goes down to top four protection then yeah fine you know i think we're we're no i mean we're we're, we're, we're just not interested in trading anything that could ever end up a top 10 pick to to get kent baysmore and well you're also getting off of night i mean that's, well, that's the bigger issue well kind of i mean it increases our payroll slightly this year which with the luxury taxes is not a that cheap of a trade for us you know you know if you want to do something like that we'll just keep night and try and figure something out next year well this is also your chance at a championship window i mean baysmore is absolutely going to contribute to you but all right let's we don't have to argue about this too much right if we do top 20 protection this year top 20 next year and then lottery protection for two years and then top 10 the next year and then you're sorry two second rounders how about that since since you have you have this policy that applies unfortunately for me to over one quarter of the league in this (laughs) (laughs) if i were going to quibble about it i'd make that top 10 lottery but that's fine okay that's that this might be like the most logical trade on the board so once again kent baysmore for brandon knight marquis chris houston's 2019 first rounder which is top 20 protected for two years and etc okay can i make a note here yeah i actually don't think this trade is is as logical just because it doesn't save the rockets much money like it, it i understand why the teams will talk but my expectation is that things will fail just because it makes them more expensive in a way it maybe they think they could get out of base more next year i guess maybe exactly. it, it's that, i mean that's the logic that the logic is that well they, uh, yeah you know what i mean I, I think that's fair we could do throw Dwayne deadman in and you could send back nene if you're willing to reduce that protection a little bit i mean that just makes it far more costly for houston this year i i don't think there's much interest in that well but it but you get off of nene's 3.8 million for next year and you'd have early bird rights on deadman you could potentially resign Resign him, him for well. about the same amount that nene was going to make i mean it yeah, but he's actually good. he's better. Yes, I I just think for the cost of this year, it's too substantial. We can figure out next year. Next year, I mean, they're not that far into the tax. I mean, I know Tillman Fertitta, your owner, is uh, been averse, 
shall we say. What was the what was the word? Horrible hindrance. I, I had to, I had to talk him out of uh, not forcing us to get out of the tax entirely this year. Yeah, I mean we could we could take Isaiah Hartenstein back this year. You know that could save you guys some money. I mean the problem is is that all our you know we have these players who sometimes play for us. You took the two who don't. Well, I mean Hartenstein, especially if you're getting Deadman and you got Farid now, you don't need Hartenstein anymore. Sure, uh, but uh, you know I just think at seven point two million. Uh, Deadman is too expensive for this year. I thought he's like six million. Is he going to meet those incentives that he has? It's a great question. Not sure. Um, I mean, but but you you know, especially with Fareed, I just Fareed right, like well, well, if, well. If you don't if you don't want ten, well, that's fine. We'll stick with the initial deal then. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, I, I thought I was doing you a favor. If you don't agree, then we'll uh, we'll stick with this of Baysmore for Knight, Chris, and Houston's twenty nineteen first. Let's mark it down. So man, this has been an exhausting process so far especially negotiating with dan so what i'd like to do when this is over is relax on my burrow couch and not have to think about haggling with him over pick protection six years in the future burrow has been a longtime sponsor of dunked on and with the super bowl upon us it might be time to look into a new sofa they've got free one week shipping and this thing is incredibly durable my cats are all over it all the time it's holding up really well it's stain resistant Features a built-in charger so you can post up while you're binge watching, not have to worry uh, about charging your phone. Your new Burrow Couch is the place to watch all the action this February and beyond. I love how quickly you can set it up. It's also modular. We have the love seat, which is basically two people wide. But if we want to upgrade it, we can grab a, another piece to make it into a three-person couch as well. So make sure you're all set for the big game and order a burrow sofa today with free one week shipping your new furniture will get here post haste and you can take 75 dollars off by visiting burrow.com slash cap space that's burrow.com b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash cap space to get 75 dollars off your order and let them know at that slash cap space url that you came from us all right so uh dwayne deadman still available jeremy lynn still available who's interested 76 years here oh yeah um we are interested in both of them and torian prince oh we are willing to listen on prince you know for for a player like him we you know we'll definitely be willing to include a first rounder uh, well you did didn't you already oh no miritich went to portland right? no that's why we're still interested <laughs> i see um whew. Yeah, I'm not sure if your own first rounder, you know, if we could get that 2021 Miami first rounder. No, I mean, we like Torian Prince just fine, but but we're not parting with that pick unless we're getting a star, another star. I see. I mean, so there's no other additional consider, and you don't really have any bad contracts that we could take back. Right. I mean, that would help there. Um, you know, we we kind of figured Markel Fultz would be going to you in this trade as part of the positive value for you. We understand that it's diminished, but we still think, especially without the pressure uh, for him to be able to work behind Trey Young, uh, you guys aren't a long term plan. We we think it'd be a good place for him. Yeah, it's that's a little tough. I mean, we don't want to undermine Young. We've got Herder at the two. So I promise you, Mark Helfeld is not undermining anybody. Well, but okay. I mean, it's still it's still a distraction. It's still it's a, you. I mean, it's the number one overall pick previously. So uh, and there's still a thought. To, I mean, Hawks University. Maybe we could build him up, and he could be. Mm-hmm. And we do need some more scoring off the bench. I mean, that's an interesting one. I mean, if it were me, I would think very seriously about this deal. Of like, if you're including Fultz and your first, and we probably have to include Chandler uh, just to make the 
the numbers work. Well, who, oh, it's because you want it. You want Lynn also. Maybe, maybe we would do it without Lynn. Um, you know, to see. Yeah, I mean, so just faults for Denman and Prince work. So maybe it makes more sense to do it without Lynn. Yeah, and your your unprotected first rounder this season. I think it's yes. mathematically impossible. It's just just do it, Dan. Yes. You can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's mathematically impossible for you to miss the playoffs. If you want to clear a roster spot, uh, New Orleans is willing to take Cork Mods. Okay, get out of here. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, though. Yeah. Man. All right, well, so so if we're going to make Prince available and Deadman, we still got Lynn out there. I mean, are are, are there any other contending teams that have some interest in those guys? Is Philly really the only one out there? I mean, we can always just hold on to Prince, too. I mean, he's still a a part of this team, in theory, uh, our future. I mean, Sacramento had interest in Prince, but we filled that spot with Harkless, so... There were scenarios where Utah would have been interested, but we already used a first round asset to get Mike Conley, so we're we're pretty good for now. Well, so who's out there still as a buyer? Because maybe I mean, I mean there's been a talk of how there aren't enough sellers. It seems like there actually are plenty of sellers right now, uh, and we don't have that many buyers left. So maybe we should just look at who's a buyer. And Philly, I mean, I know you're you're interested in some of these guys since you're, you're still a buyer, but I mean, there's Miami is is looking to move. Magruder and Ellington, you know, Dallas, we're looking to move Barnes uh, and, well, Philly's not being interested in Barnes, but Wes Matthews, uh, you know, so, some of our other uh, Just briefly guys. before we get yeah. into the, the buyers, there's, uh, as Brooklyn, I want to just touch base with Minnesota to see whether Sharich and Robert Covington are on the, how you're feeling about those guys, because we'd be interested in them in, in no, this. No, we, we view them, we view them as part of our core. Okay, we just forward. wanted to know. I mean, those, okay, that's good. That's probably good. anyone, anyone other than Sharich, Covington, in, in towns uh, would, would probably be available at this point in time but i don't think we're really desperately looking to to make a move unless there's uh you know i mean i think there's uh so i mean memphis has still got temple and jamichael green out there as well um so i mean if there are really no other buyers out there besides philly and the lakers well, Denver, yeah. Denver is interested. We basically what we're trying to do is we have some a little bit of space. We're six million below the tax. We we have trade exceptions. We can bring in somebody, but we're not really giving up much in the way of assets. And that seems like really what you're going for. It's like we're th- yeah. we're thinking of kind of a different construction. Well, let me ask you this: Are there any teams out there that are willing to give up a first round pick to upgrade this year, other than Philly? Just in. in It depends what deal is there, but any teams other than Philly that just in the abstract would be willing to do that if the right deal is out there. The Rockets are, though I can't. That's super abstract because I know they just gave one up. I can't imagine what that would be now. Golden State, would you guys be willing to move your first round or anything you're trying to upgrade for there? It would have to be a wing like you know a two through four that could shoot enough to stay on the floor and is on some sort of team-friendly contract so i i i mean i don't even think torian prince reaches that standard so i i doubt it like we can't really think of it we're not willing to to unless somebody has something crazy like and would take on sean livingston where where this is right now i don't think we're there portland already did their yep, move so did utah yeah, Milwaukee can't really trade anything. What about Toronto? Would you guys be willing to try to to upgrade with your first round pick? Uh, I mean, we're pretty happy with our depth. It's hard to think of a, a construction. That's why we were interested in AD. That was something that could really upgrade our team. There isn't this like glaring need when the team is healthy, which we're hopefully working towards. So, 
conceptually maybe, but I don't know who that guy is. I don't think that I don't think there's anybody out there right now that would move the needle enough for us to give up a first. And remember, we already traded a first in the in the Demar Derozan trade, and that is the only time I will ever refer to it as the Demar Derozan trade. <laughs> um, Boston, how about you guys? You guys could maybe. Uh, I mean, I know you've got a lot of depth. Um, Charlotte already made their move. Indiana not willing to do that, I assume. Yeah, not anymore. OKC uh, is kind of impacted going forward. Spurs, not really in their personality. Uh, what about, yeah, I guess that's good. Oh, what about Detroit? I mean, Detroit's not giving up our first round pick. We we have some targets in mind, but we're not giving up yeah. our first round pick. I mean, you wouldn't be interested in Torian Prince for your first round pick? No. I mean, we only get one year of him on a rookie deal. That, that, that's not enough. He's not worth a first round pick. Yeah. All right. Well, so I guess Philly, I mean, it really seems like the way to do this then is Philly can almost kind of choose what package they're looking for. So I mean, I mentioned Wes Matthews mentioned, uh, the Roddy Magruder, Miami, there's, uh, Atlanta's guys uh, are available here. Or Orlando would be interested in doing Terrence Ross for Markel Fultz. Uh, that's okay. I, I think, um, I think there's a little bit more interest in these Atlanta guys than, than anybody else mentioned. Uh, from the 76ers point of view, one other thing we wanted to, throw out there is to see if the Pistons were at all interested in uh, Markel Fultz because the 76ers would be interested in Reggie Bullock, Stanley Johnson, uh, Zaza Pachilia, uh, maybe even taking Langston Galloway's uh, bad contract to make something work. Okay, this is intriguing. There's no way Philly would take on money for next year with Galloway. That seems... seems I mean, if that's the the path to unloading Fultz, if you get a couple of maybe even three wing player or three rotation players maybe yeah i don't know if we can give up three rotation players though i mean we are still trying to make the playoffs ourselves oh yeah, yeah so just, we, we already rip, know how rip. how dan feels about the the dallas thing that nate and i concocted the other day about them getting like kleban stuff you're not interested in that sort of a construction not really well that yeah and uh internally here with dallas uh you know kleba i don't think we'd be making him available for any kind of a package that philly could do you know dorian finney smith we might think about though yeah i mean he'd be he'd be fine um there'd be some interest uh, what would you be looking for 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 finney smith well so do you i mean i think again it goes back to you phil i mean who why don't you decide who you value the most out of all of these uh teams and then we can try and negotiate it a little bit well so you guys are actually in a if you're willing to give up that first round pick i mean you're kind of the only fish left here so right so um you know detroit is is there any interest in in uh trading stanley johnson reggie bullock zaza for for something with uh faults i don't think so ultimately i mean it's an interesting deal but again it it Giving up all of those guys would hurt our playoff chances too much. Okay. Um, and then so after that, I, I think our biggest interest is in Atlanta for uh, Torian Prince. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I think we do have interest in Fultz. I think he can be an asset. I think he can do well here at, in Hawks University. Perhaps there's a way in which, you know, we could make him a six man or he could play next to Trey Young. I mean, with the one thing we do have out of this team is a ton of shooting. So someone who could get to the basket, even if his jumper doesn't return, you know, might be useful. Um, if it's Fultz and that first rounder. So you're talking about Prince and Deadman for Fultz and the first rounder. Yeah, I mean, when I put the first rounder and I was initially thinking uh, of getting Jeremy Lin back as another rotation player, um, but obviously that gets tricky with losing Chandler, too, and I don't think makes sense, but but that maybe makes me a little reluctant to put in 
yeah. that first rounder. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, if you are willing to... We do have that Bulls second rounder, which is obviously one of the more valuable second rounders. Uh, as, you know, well, here, we can build off that. Here's the thing, though. Like, Fultz might just be nothing. Like, Prince, we still think of him as pretty valuable. I mean, we drafted number two overall. He does have three and D, or sorry, 12 overall. Does have three and D potential. So, I mean, I think you're, uh, I'm not sure that your crappy first rounder by itself is enough for Prince. Maybe we throw in, if you throw in Fultz as well, that gets us there. Um, See, I, I agree. I think that's fair that our first rounder isn't necessarily enough for Prince, but I think our first rounder and Fultz is maybe a little too much. So I'm just trying to find something in between those. Or yeah. well, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't trade Fultz for like rotation guys on the shitty ass Pistons. Well, it's like, for like, he three has no rotation, value right it's now. for three rotation players. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> definition of a rotation player, including Sasa Pachulia and Stanley Johnson, <laughs> is uh, the, rather expensive. They, they when weren't we're the talking issue about a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, so now I think we could expand the deal to include Lynn. What about if you were willing to throw in the Chicago second? What also? Well, but but then if we're taking Lynn, then then we have to put in Chandler. Uh, what about Justin? Uh, no, is that true? I don't know if that's true. Actually, we might be able to structure it as two separate deals where you did Muscala and yeah, I think we absolutely could do. That. Oh, I, I guess I didn't already Muscala trade Muscala. I was thinking no. I already did. Um, what no. what about putting in Justin Anderson? Sixers, the return. Go back to the Sixers. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want him, fine. Go ahead. Can he even be traded back to, to uh, Philly? No, don't worry about that. I mean, I forgot I still had Mascala, and that trade didn't go through. So that makes yeah. things a little easier. Well, well, so this is my proposal: Bulls second, your first, Fultz, Mascala, Patton for Deadman, Prince, Lynn. That did not. Does quite that work? work? What are we missing? Oh, Mescala cannot go to the Hawks. Oh, because he just got traded there. Yeah. From oh, that's hilarious. Yep. Uh, maybe a third team could be involved there that would just you know let us have a similar size salary that we could just dump Mescala on and, and send somebody to uh, to Atlanta. Like, couldn't the Kings do Macklemore for Mescala or something like that? You know, just yeah, just sure, a simple sure. facilitator. I mean, there, there's there's a million of those contracts out there of guys making like five million that expire that you know we could get in on throw some cash their way and i'm sure they'd be happy to do it yeah so kings if you're uh i mean i guess you are not the kings danny but uh kings would you be willing to do that uh, Muscala Mesca- might even play for the king shit yeah Mescala's half a million cheaper i'm sorry what's that kp the, the we get some cash. actual kings yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe we can consult with that person instead of uh just uh, all right I, I, yeah but, but that's still, still not like enough salary work. coming out yeah so what, what do we need? We need more going from Philly still? Yeah. Korkmaz to New Orleans <laughs> to make this happen. They have one goal in this. And actually, let me see if that puts it over the, the top. I think that – oh, no, still it doesn't. Oh. Who else you got there, Philly? You got you to have somebody you could throw in. I mean, isn't the most logical answer here Furk on Korkmaz? We, we just did that, and that's not enough. Oh, that's still not enough. Amir Johnson? Oh, he's got a no trade. He doesn't want to go to New Orleans or Sacramento. <laughs> Well, no, but if they, if Philly said we're going to cut you either way, then he might because then he just gets to pick his destination. Well, there's got to there's got to be a way to do this, right? Like if you just like structure them as separate trades, I think we could find something. Oh wait, does uh does Torian Prince fit into the Sarge trade exception? No. Yes, it's very no, I close. Don't think so, well, that's a. Bummer. Oh my God, I have it as exactly the same amount. Were they taken with the same? Oh my God! Were they taken with the same pick, but Charge waited a year? Oh yeah, they were. That's right. <laughs> they are exactly the same amount. Of course it is. That's that's hilarious. All right, does that do it then? 
Well, yeah, so I think then if you did Fultz and... Can we even get rid of... Uh... No, here's what I'm thinking. If you did Fultz and Patton for Lynn, then we... did Deadman for Muscala... You know Fultz and Corkmaz for Lynn. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say this trade is possible with inconsequential players. Okay, so it's... Oh, almost... actually, okay, I've got it. I've got it. So in the trade machine, I've got the 76ers getting Jeremy Lynn and Deadman. I took out Prince because he's just going to go into the trade exception. I've got the Hawks getting Markel Fultz, Ben McLemore, and Justin Patton. I've got the Kings getting Muscala, and I've got the Pelicans getting Corkmaz. <laughs> Yes. And that works except for the Pelicans, but I'm assuming at, uh, they have a trade exception. Yeah, it's a hassle. mistake there. Yeah, uh, so that can work. Uh, what I'm going to ask is that the second round pick come from the Pelicans to the Hawks instead of the 76ers. Wait, what? So the, the 76ers are giving up a first rounder to Atlanta. <clears throat> and the Bulls second. Well, I, uh, it's too steep with the Bulls second, uh, but you can have a second rounder from if New Orleans will give one up to get Corkmaz. Wait, 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 we had a deal. I never agreed to this Bulls pick. I don't know, that yeah, that's like what a... I was talking about for for uh, <laughs> to get Lynn as well. I mean, this is now not much here to throw in Lynn also. I mean, I thought it was a fair deal before we threw in Lynn. I so mean, you have to throw more in to get Lynn. You're going to lose Lynn and Deadman before they provide any value to, to you anyway. You're getting a, a first-round pick. Well, I guarantee you I could get a second-rounder for, for Lynn somewhere. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From one of your own teams? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do it not for the Bulls second rounder, but you can have the 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 higher of the Sacramento Milwaukee one. Oof. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the final deal: Prince, Deadman, and Lynn going out from Atlanta. Philly sends out Fultz, Muscala, their 2019 first, and Sacramento's 2019 second. Sacramento trades Ben McLemore to Atlanta. And gets back Muscala, and New Orleans somehow gets Corkmaz for nothing. Well, they they still New Orleans has to send something out though. Oh, uh, yeah. well, wait a minute. Now th- this is this because doesn't every team have to touch every team now? Adding in this New Orleans, we can structure Corkmaz as a separate deal though. He can just go to Atlanta and yeah. then be rerouted from Atlanta to New Orleans. Very well. <laughs> Corkmaz Atlanta thing is just completely insane. This has got to be our first four way trade, and an exciting one it was. <laughs> Atlanta, I mean, Philly just has an entirely new team. Good. Yeah. At least around the the main guys. All right. So Philly is off the table now. It doesn't seem like there are any more first rounders in play, but there are still a lot of guys on my teams that are available and are free agents. So we'll kind of see what we can get for them. Any offers uh, anyone wants to throw out there? How about you, Danny? I'm not exactly sure if Miami is your team, but I'm thinking of something with the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets have these trade exceptions and they have some financial flexibility underneath the tax. And I know that there's some speculation about them and Wayne Ellington, whose shooting would certainly help. But I'm looking at a little bit more ambitious of a structure. And that is if we trade, we use our trade exception and take on not only Wayne Ellington, but also Rodney Magruder, we can do that. And then all we have to do, we can trade Tyler Lydon for cash and that we can stay under the tax. So that way you get all the way under. And that is a bigger return. We can throw a menial second if you want in there too but your biggest reward is that you get all the way out of the luxury tax for this year you weren't going to resign Magruder anyway he could be a part of our rotation and if it works out we'll match his we'll match him in restricted free agency wait where do people have the heat relative to the tax right now because i have it that they're like 30 dollars under with ellington off the books yeah i have it yeah, that they'd be about that correct. yeah i guess i guess they'd need to fill that roster spot so that's the reason they wouldn't okay so that's that's all right right 
Um, yeah, no, they they don't. The the Magruder part is that is the sweetener for taking on Ellington out of the goodness of our hearts. Other than him playing thirty one minutes on Sunday, he's not playing a whole lot for you guys. It's true. Hmm. Um, Dallas here, we might be willing to just give up a second rounder to get Magruder. A couple of my teams would just uh, think uh, Knicks actually would be interested potentially in uh just ma- making a trade just straight up for magruder try to use his low cap hold he could have some value for us next summer like so my teams that are trying to use cap space next summer actually have uh have some interest in him the knicks create a trade exception in that new orleans deal i feel like the answer is probably yes somewhere <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as the Nuggets, we want to mention here that it's going to be very hard for you guys to get under the tax and you don't have any other assets. So it's hard to, to develop a sweetener. So that's why we're thinking about Magruder. If you give him up in another context, then you're probably going to be a tax team this year. If you're willing to do that, by all means. But we think that and we're not going to do Wellington straight up. Yeah. So Dallas. Would, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, would would the Nuggets be willing to do I don't know that's they do not have that pick okay well so well, so real quickly miami is our are my offers of a second rounder competitive for you or would you rather get out of the tax i'd probably rather get out of the tax okay i mean would you do like a 2024 second round pick denver we can do a swap you want to do all a right. swap in 23 all right that's fine we can do that at least we get something out of it and and we as the denver nuggets will presume that we could find somebody that we could pay cash to take on tyler Lydon. Uh, yes, any of my teams would be okay. happy to do that, I, I think. How are you guys creating the roster spot, out of curiosity? We're, we're going to work on that. We're going to talk We're going to talk with some teams. But worst comes to worst, we can make, we can make that happen. It's not that you know that huge a deal. I mean, you guys are in an, you're in an interesting spot. I mean, it would be probably waving Isaiah Thomas, wouldn't it? Yeah, it very well could be. Uh, he's going to make his triumphant debut on the homestand right before the All-Star break. <laughs> you don't want to... Uh, certainly, uh, my Chicago Bulls but, would be happy to... Yeah, but uh, the, the other way we could clear a roster spot, like, I don't think we're going to work this far in the mock deadline, but we could find a taker for Trey Lyles. We could do... There are numerous other other options to pursue. Like, And, and if this trade happened, Denver would go down those routes. All right, let's mark it down then. Just throw something else out? Yeah, let's hear it. Wizards here. Hawks, uh, if you're still interested in taking on a little bit of additional salary, we'd be uh, interested in swapping Jan Mahinmi, our 2023 second round pick, and cash for Miles Plumley. So Plumley makes $12.5 million next year. This is all about next year, obviously. And also we, we would have to pay more this year as well. Yes. Just to, to Mahimi. And Mahimi is what, 15.5? He's 15.45 in 2019-20, and he's 15.9 the rest of this year. But we can definitely cover the uh, the salary in, in, in cash. Okay, but both for this year and next year, the difference? Yes, we can probably do that. I mean, I, okay. assuming that and, that's uh, under the, the cash limit. Yeah, I think it would end up being like a $4 million difference or so. Um, so yeah, why don't, why don't we say $4 million in cash? How much do y'all have left? Yeah, you actually shockingly still have a lot of cash left. Because we used all our second round picks to do it so far. <laughs> um, and so what are you offering, 2023 second runner? Yeah, that's the earliest one we have. I like it. Yeah, well, I think we can do that. We'll uh, that'll reduce. Uh, I, I actually have no idea where we're at. I mean, we we don't not gonna have significant cap room next year. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think we're willing to do that now that we've uh, taken on Fultz and Knights. We're not really gonna be a huge cap space team. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that one. That gets the Wizards close enough that if they wanted, they could trade Sam Decker and get out of the tax entirely. But I don't know if they want to do that. Well, did they have any second round picks in 2024 through 2026? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, plenty of my teams uh, would be interested 
Um, but that's uh, that's answer. We can wait a, a little bit on that. Uh, any other specific ideas out there? Again, I, we've got a ton of guys still available for my teams. Oh well, I have somebody I yeah. want to touch base on. I don't. I, as Brooklyn, I'm not looking to trade D'Angelo Russell. We're very happy with him. He's especially now that Spencer Dinwiddie is out for a little while. We're intending that he's going to play the line share of the minutes. But if anybody's really just loves D'Angelo Russell and wants to make us an offer, we will definitely listen. None of my teams are, are interested in him at, at this point in time. Um, I mean, the Magic have you, the Magic yeah. have interest, but I, I assume the ask is going to be too high. How are you feeling about Jonathan Isaac? I, like the ask is too high. And obviously your first is, is I, I'm, guess, I, I'm not obviously, but I'm guessing your first is off the table, even if we put some light protection on it or even some moderate protection. Yeah, I mean, that's... He's about to get expensive, so we're not going to give up a ton for him. I'm trying to think of something involving Aaron Gordon. Because wh- how would you feel about Aaron Gordon and Crab being a part of something? I'm listening. Okay, so let's let's work through this a little bit. So you have D'Angelo Russell, who is you know he's about to be an expiring contract. Then so, but he's making seven million this year. Well, uh, let me, let me break in here. Sure, there's no way this happens. They're not moving Russell right now. They're going to make the playoffs. They don't have Dinwiddie or Lavert. They're not going to just go with like no starting point guard and not make the playoffs. That's true. As part of this deal, so oh, but I, 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 I liked where this happening. was. It was an interesting concept. Ah, but you're right. Oh, but TJ Augustine's <laughs> available. <laughs> yeah eminently available um all right L- let me try to focus us a, a little bit more here well I, I mean i've got some more specific offers i can do okay yeah let's let's break those out of here let's uh, let's try to stick it to guys we know are available and the specific offers i think we're but we're not going to have like the big name pie in the skies at, at this point in time um magic here we'd we'd like to call the timberwolves about tyus jones we're willing to offer jerry and grant and uh the our 2019 nets pick second round pick Oof. now we're i mean every point guard on our roster seems like they're injured all the time Derek rose could leave jeff t could opt out i, I think uh, we would still value his uh, we, we've seen restricted free agent point guards don't really seem to, who are backups don't really seem to get paid very much so i think we can get him on a value deal going forward i, I think we would require more for him uh at this point in time all right how about raptors same offer for delon Wright. oh no we think he's better than that and restricted free agency could work well for us you guys are miles over the tax so kilometers over the tax. <laughs> well no we're, we're yeah we're more than cj miles over the tax so that's appropriate uh, yes yes all right, our last phone call, Pacers. Uh, you've obviously got a need at shooting guard. Would you be interested in Jonathan Simmons and the 2019 Nets pick for Corey Joseph? Hmm. Allows you to play Aaron Holiday at his natural position. Right. He organizes our roster a little bit. And what is Simmons's contract? He is uh, $5.7 million next year with $1 million guaranteed. So it's basically a team option. That is very close, but we think we we like the group we have and don't want to disrupt chemistry for for that. That is very close, though. Man, magic striking out everywhere. Should have made the move for Dennis Smith Jr. (laughs) All right, Pistons here. Cavs, we're interested in Rodney Hood. We could either do Stanley Johnson straight up or Glenn Robinson the third plus this year's second round pick. Well, Rodney would have to uh, approve a trade. So, uh, what's uh, what's the role for Hood going to be in Detroit? I mean, we think you're probably going to start at shooting guard. We've had Bruce Brown there, but he doesn't provide us much offensive threat. So, you know, we think that uh, you're going to be a big part of our playoff push. All right. So, it's uh, back to the Cavs here. It's either Stanley Johnson or who else? Glenn Robinson and our second round pick. So, Stanley Johnson and the second would be available. No, just Stanley Johnson or Glenn Robinson and the second. Okay. 
All right. Sorry, there was a lot of ands in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll take Stanley Johnson for Rodney Hood. Absolutely. And it sounds like he would approve the trade. Sign me up. Great. I'm liking these specific proposals. They're uh, they're very efficient. <laughs> uh, so I, I still have a, a ton of guys available here. I mean, I think probably the best player that's available on my teams, because it, it doesn't look like there's anyone who's like trying to just take a guy back and cut money. I think like Houston was really the only one with Knight that came to mind there. Um, Biombo got moved already. So between Wes Matthews, or Sacramento, do you guys have any interest in Harrison Barnes, or have you now? That was rumored, or if you, but have you now um, scratched that itch with Harkless? We have scratched that itch with Harkless for a much okay. lower. Because I mean, you do. You guys still do have a ton of expiring contracts, and you know, not really known as a free agent destination. So I thought you might be interested in someone under contract, but really, I think Barnes is the only one on my teams that would be great all right so i guess nobody nobody is interested in harrison barnes at this point in time yes that's correct uh what about west matthews for from dallas uh we can't take back any salary past uh, 2019 but if any teams have expiring contracts uh, of guys who just aren't any good that you think west would be an upgrade for you we could certainly talk clippers here how like we could, we could basically offer you similar expiring contracts with a a, a me- medium second round pick we have one in 2019 that will be probably it looks like it's going to be orlando's pick something something in that in that range would you be would that and plus expirings be enough for for Wes? Probably. I don't see much else better out there. Wow, I did not expect the price to be that low. I mean, what else? Nobody else has given up a first round. Orlando's second is not bad. That's like you know, it's going to be top ten picks in the round. Um, let me work. Let me look so at what the actual the less favorable. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it'll probably actually be the Portland pick. Oh, that's a lot shittier. Okay, that that may be. Uh, we may not be interested in that. Okay. Um, unless unless you wanted to also maybe throw in your own second rounder. We don't have. Uh, oh, we do have it. We could do the more favorable of those two. We're not going to do both. We could do the more favorable. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Now we're talking a little bit. Um. And so, so who would be the guys going back though? Okay. So if Wes Matthews, he's making he's making eighteen million. Now you guys do have tax concerns, so we have we to have to get pretty close. Pretty yeah, well. but we would you be yeah. would you be interested in, in Avery Bradley for this year? He, I mean, would the Clippers really want to trade him? Well, if we're getting Wes Matthews in the deal, yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, I think uh, Milos Teodosic, you know, maybe his restricted rights could be well. Worth and you guys and you guys need a point guard. guard. You guys need point guard depth now that JJ Bray is out for the year. Yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of in tank mode at this point, realistically. Uh, you know, we could grab Mbamute, Mike Scott. Um, Boban, of course, uh, would be another one. If, if you have a set us Bradley, go ahead. But I, it seems like you probably wouldn't want. To well, I'm just that. thinking because he has that light guarantee for next year, and that helps. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that we want to take on even that that guarantee for next year, though. I mean, what is that? 1.5 million for next year? Two million guaranteed? Yeah. So, so I don't think we want to impact our cap space. So you know, if we could do Boban and Bamute and Tadosic. And Teodosic, that probably gets us right there. Doesn't hurt your tax. I'm, deba- I'm debating it would be simpler to do it with Gortat, but then that creates a need for a buyout center, which they could actually probably get. Yeah, or, I mean, we also would run into the roster slot issue as well. I mean, we could we could throw in Ryan Brokoff, Ray Spaulding, Salah Mejri. Mejri might actually help you guys amazingly. Yeah, actually, I, I, would, I would... Oh, Me- Mejri has to consent, but he could. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's playing right now, so I think he could probably consent if you could offer him even the slimmer of a... or the, the glimmer uh, of playing time. Well, how about the two people that aren't here 
who aren't in this negotiation as ombudsman, what do you think? Like, I, I'm thinking Gortat, you know, if Gortat and Measure are both in this trade, then that makes the money pretty square and then you avoid the roster spot issue. Is that Does that seem reasonable? So Teo and Gortat for, for Matthews? And for Matthews and Measure. And Measure? Yeah, it seems pretty reasonable to me. All right, let's do it. That's pretty good value. I'm surprised no one else was interested in in Matthews there. I mean, he's actually like could help a team in the playoffs. I think. But how many teams can have like big enough expiring contracts and a need for him that he makes sense? Utah. Um, yeah, but they're, they're with the other move they made. It gets it gets sticky. I mean, I guess theoretically they could do it for Favors, but Favors I think has a more immediate purpose. Yeah, favors Favors is better for them yeah, than Matthews. Exactly. They got they're one of the few teams that has uh, a lot of wings available. All right. Well, I'm. I'm not going to look and get force in the mouth anymore. If, if nobody else wants to make an offer, I can't make it happen. Can, can I note that I really like Wes Matthews on the Clippers? Yeah. Brooklyn wouldn't be interested in Wes Matthews? Well, I mean, it, it, it's t- in terms of giving up an asset of some real value, they, they do have plenty of expiring money. Let me, let me look through their second-round picks because they have this really weird hodgepodge where they've given some up and have some. I mean, he, he'd be their best defender on the wing by a mile, probably, who can actually shoot. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's work through this. Well, yeah, so West Damari Carroll. Well, yeah, but they'd like to keep Damari Carroll. Probably. Yeah, because he... Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really only Dudley who's like an expendable expiring contract for them. Yeah, and, and that's not enough money to make the cash work. All right, let's just stick with this Clippers deal. Uh, how about DeAndre Jordan? Is anybody even... It would be, anyone would be interested in him? Guessing probably not, huh? But $22 million expiring contract. It's just, it's really hard for Dallas. If they're willing to take on money past this year, I think it would open up their options, but I don't believe that they're willing to do that, so... Actually, as as Mark Cuban, I can tell you we are not willing to do that. All right, what about, uh, so so we'll mark down that Wes Matthews and Salamezri for Gortat and Teodosic and the better of the Clippers in Portland's 2019 seconds. How about the Memphis guys, Jermichael Green, Garrett Temple, we've got Jelvin Mack, we've got Caspi, all guys who in theory could help. Actually, here, do we need to stop right now? What, what are we going to do? Uh, this is, I'm out of character now asking you guys, do we want to continue or should we... Uh, I mean, I think we're getting probably relatively close. I mean, the the really the only thing I have left is if the Lakers want a shooter, but I don't even know who that would be. So I might I might be done. Uh, what about you, KP? You you have any other proposals? Do you, KP? You're muted. Oh, I'm if sorry. You're saying something. Uh, yeah. Unless there's a young point guard for the Magic, then I'm done. All right. So no, none of your and Danny, your good teams, no interest in any of the. I mean, I've really the only names I've got left here that are. Yeah, I mean, Jermichael, Jermichael and Garrett Temple. I mean, could, I, I I don't have a clear vision for it now that my other teams have done other things. Like Philly, you wouldn't be interested in throwing in a second to get Garrett Temple. I guess you don't really have any salary. Left I think you just get him point. in a buyout. I mean, you could do, yeah, could do like Chandler for Green and Temple and throw some something in. I don't, yeah, that's not really appealing. I mean, Chandler at least has more versatility. Yeah, Jermichael Green uh, is playing well this year. I like Green. Uh, okay, wait, that's fine. Wait, I just don't Wilson, think is Wilson Chandler somehow still on the Sixers after Feldman's tried to trade him like seven times? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like in their rotation. Does doesn't make a ton of sense to trade him unless you're getting. Oh, him oh, I agree. I'm just surprised it happened. Yeah. So I mean, and then the the Knicks guys, Moutier, Magic. You want to take a shot at uh, at Moutier? I mean, yeah. I guess we could maybe make that same offer, Grant plus a second round pick during Grant's triumphant return to New York. 
Oh my god. Well, I, okay, uh, I guess is that enough money? Do we need to throw in Jarrell Morton too? <laughs> possibly. possibly. Um, uh, I think that is. A oh, and and we didn't do uh, Robin Lopez, Jabari Parker. I mean, I I can just do those and just we'll say, hey, nobody's interested. Um, I'll, I'll just go through that. But I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the ones that really like to make this realistic have to probably happen is green and temple like those are the only ones so uh, do you guys want to just think about it and see if we can get there i mean just for some seconds or whatever i mean um, but they don't have to get done we learned that last year with tyreek evans <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's not being snarky like you yeah. know evans yeah uh Sova, bellinelli like those guys just didn't go yeah i guess so it's uh I think that actually fits into one of the takeaways I have. I'll wait yeah, to share. Agreed. I agree. Uh, Grant for Moutier does work straight up if you want to do that for Brooklyn's 2019 second round pick name. Okay. All right. I can run through here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it seemed like those guys from last year, like there were at least some offers and the teams were like, no, fuck it. We're not going to take those. Like literally getting no offers at all seems like. But all right, that's fine. If you guys are, aren't interested, that's we'll, we'll try and keep it realistic here. Um, all right. Here we go. All right, anybody else have any specific proposals uh, that they want to make for uh, my eminently, eminently available guys? Jermichael Green, rotation player, started in his career uh, on a good team. Garrett Temple, can't even, can't even get a second rounder for those guys. Uh, I mean, not to mention Robin Lopez or Jabari Parker from Chicago. We haven't even like talked about those guys yet. Doesn't seem like, I mean, we've established nobody really needs a center at this point. So if nobody else is trying to cut money in 2020, I, I mean, are we pretty much done here? Does they, anybody else have like a specific offer they wanted to make? Well, Portland here, I'm guessing as Memphis, considering the moves that you've made that you're not interested. Like I was thinking about something involving Myers Leonard because he has money for next year and Garrett Temple, but you probably we want a first for that right or would you not oh because if you do it I mean, if you do it for yeah. a solid second we can try to see if we can make it work well um a second and uh simons we would do that well no we we like simons we we drafted him in the first round he's he's our favorite yeah. guy in the fight in imgs so <laughs> well, well what if it were just simons no that's no that's not enough for uh, i mean temple would help but we might be able to even get him on the buyout market you know, we could trade it we could trade a future second you know something like that but that's yeah i mean even two seconds is might be just a little bit rich especially because we just how about jake layman been... do you like jake layman apparently <laughs> uh yeah I, i'm not sure that that we're quite there okay. I, just because because i think for our owner we're not gonna be making any money we're gonna be towards the bottom of the league in terms of profits and to just take on 10 million extra and like actual cash outlay for next year is going to be a little rough so, so i think we probably so what just have so to. what you're saying is memphis has a player that might have some value but since they're not willing to take on future money they're probably not going to make a trade well we would make a trade if we actually got something but it's like two second rounders from portland what, what i'm like what i'm making is the, is the parallel with tyreek evans like yeah the only, but i mean again yeah. we don't know what offers were out there in terms of maybe getting a first for him if they took on extra money going going forward or not um nicks i mean we've still got some guys that emmanuel moutier has played okay this year is there any point guard needy teams that, that could use use him i, I i'm not going to tell you this but realistically we don't think we can retain him because his cap hold is going to be too large we need to use our cap space this offseason uh, magic here we would do jerry and grant in the brooklyn second round pick this year for moutier Brooklyn second runner so yeah that's probably gonna be in the 17 or so range yeah I mean I think it's probably we should probably do that um 
as long as we're not worried about pissing off AD by like not having a point card, but we, we can give Nilakina a little bit more playing time as well now. Hopefully rehab uh, his value a little bit. So yeah, let's uh, let's lock that one down unless there are any other offers for Emmanuel Moutier, which I'm guessing there probably are not. And uh, the Magic have uh, their point guard of the future now. <laughs> the the future yeah i mean how long that future is i'm not sure but you know he'll he'll probably come off the bench at least and be an upgrade on grant so i mean i i guess are we are we done here Uh, there really doesn't seem like much else there you know between you know temple and jamichael green not getting moved is a little weird and we haven't even talked about like ennis Cantor. we haven't talked about jr smith on cleveland but if teams aren't trying to cut money for 2020 he doesn't have much value who'd got moved that's Alec Burke seems like kind of more of a buyout guy. So yeah, I think I think we're probably about done. Uh, what, what do you guys have here uh, in terms of takeaways? Uh, why don't you start with you, Dan, since you've uh, been silent for a while here? Well, uh, you know, I, I think some of what everybody's predicted with a high number of buyers, low number of sellers leading to inaction is going to be true somewhat. But I think one other thing that spurred inaction was how many of the teams that are good are already deep. And if you're already deep, yeah. it's hard to find a difference maker. Like, Michael Green is a nice player. I like him. But there are so many good teams already deep. And if he's not moving the needle for you, do you really care enough to give up a second-round pick just to have Jermichael Green as insurance? One of my big takeaways as I was going through my teams is that I, I feel like who teams are going to be interested in at a given position is going to depend on the contracts they have and and obviously to their needs as well. But like New Orleans, a couple of days ago when I started this, I was still thinking of them as more of a buyer and, you know, the desperation last chance. Let's let's make it happen for a D thing, which is obviously out the window now. But their list of players was very different from Detroit's list of wings just because of the contracts they had available as expirings. And and then their specific needs. So like Garrett Temple was high on New Orleans list. He was at the top of New Orleans list, but he wasn't on Detroit's at all because he didn't make sense for their contracts. Yeah, you're talking about in terms of salary matching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that's a yeah. thing that could become an issue where you know you're going to look at a guy and say, well, this is a better player. Player A is better than player B. Why did player B get traded and player A didn't? That could be the reason why. What about you, Danny? There's going to be so much eye of the beholder stuff this year, and it's going to be interesting. You know, I had that with Wes Matthews and like I as Denver. Like, I don't know if Denver is going to make the kind of swing that I did. I hope they do because it'd be fun. But what kind of thing they prioritize? Because there aren't that many teams that are going to be into it. So whoever they prioritize and then can those trade partners really extract any assets because there are so many other options. So I think that's going to be a big problem here. I was surprised and impressed that the Anthony Davis offers got so high because I think that's what what should and will happen. But it's you know, it's just always hard because teams start from that position of, oh, you know, like we we'll see what he can do in free agency, especially when those two teams believe that they could theoretically sign him. But yeah, I, I and I think we could end up seeing a lot of conversations. Then this is going to be something that's impossible to verify. A lot of conversations that maybe bear fruit in July where the two teams like kind of are close, but maybe they're not sure how they're going to use their cap space or something else. And then they revisit those or similar conversations in July once they know where they're situated. Yeah, for me, I was definitely surprised at when we got down to the end of it, the dearth of buyers. I mean, I think we have fewer trades here than we normally do. I think we only had finished up with uh, like 
11 or 12 trades uh but we did see obviously uh, some big names uh, as well as we've talked about a lot the number of teams that don't want to take on money past 2019 that's a big problem in, in moving these expirings dallas ran into that to some degree and the reason why atlanta i think was able to get more done was because they were willing to do that memphis to some degree as they pivoted under my capable stewardship which is entirely realistic <laughs> uh we're we're willing to do that as well and take on money and and so those are the teams that managed to get deals done whereas yeah you might have guys like dallas with some value on expiring contracts but you're just you're just not going to get a first round pick for an expiring contract unless that guy is like really a difference maker like maybe even you would have to be a high-end starter if not more than that uh to get any kind of a first rounder for a guy maybe philly is the one team that's in a little bit different situation because they just have so many needs and that gets back to dan's point which is you know if you're toronto even the lakers right i mean they have a lot of depth on this team it's not amazing but to say you're gonna you know the clippers even portland has like decent depth so there's not a lot of these teams that are just i think okc is a need but they're kind of impacted by the tax so i mean we, their name didn't really come up at all you don't expect to see them do a lot so i don't know any reaction to that at all yeah, I mean, with OKC in particular, um, I think part of that is hoping for Robertson back. Um, but yeah, the tax too. Um, one trade, you know, if we're, if we're shifting toward individual trades, one that I found the most interesting was that Denver-Miami deal uh, for yeah. Ellington uh, and um, Magruder. Uh, to, for Denver to be able to get both of those, I think it's just so fun. And for the Heat, like, it stinks to lose both of those guys for basically nothing. Um but do you want to pay the tax for those two? Do you want to, you know, be yeah, they're not in the rotation? Yeah. Uh, well, Magruder is more often in the rotation, but it hasn't been lately. Yeah, I mean, which is right. the reason why we're talking about him as a trade candidate, right? Um, yeah, I think realistically, I mean, Denver has so many options at the two that maybe you might have seen Ellington get rerouted for right. uh, someone else, and maybe they could have picked up like a, a second or so. I, mean, I, I do think Ellington still has value. Um, yeah, I thought about but, doing I mean, that, if, but yeah. I just thought it wouldn't be worthwhile for the rest of the exercise. Yeah, I mean, you know, you might see like maybe OKC could say, "Hey, we'll throw a Brinas in and a, some kind of an asset to to get Ellington." You know, that's, that's and once once Miami is out of the tax, you've gotten the you get the third team in. But you know, I don't know if Denver wants to help OKC necessarily. But yeah, no, I, I like that offer, Danny, to be aggressive with that trade exception. Um, but Ellington can play. I'd hate to see him get buried in Denver. Magruder, I like there though, because again, he's got the low cap hold. I think he's would be an upgrade on Tory Craig to me as kind of their wing defender mm-hmm. um i mean some people are probably like ah, you know the raptors didn't do anything they always do something but again it, dan your reason was just they're they're too deep at this point there's not a realistic upgrade out there well i didn't have them but yeah but i would have followed the same logic for that reason yeah yeah and i mean they they could condense their stuff into into something i mean that's the idea with ad but outside of that there really aren't that many guys and i think with the uncertainty on this roster they don't really want to or need to move delon right now something like that they can just kind of see where this goes a little bit more maybe more akin to what boston did with marcus smart even though they're not quite the same caliber player 
Yeah, I mean, Toronto maybe would have moved Malachi Richardson to yeah. just save some cash. Yeah, that, you know, but that, that's I didn't, pretty I didn't throw out any of those, like the Tyler Warren thing. I just said we would do that. Those would be actual trades that would happen, but yeah, we already saw that. Yeah. Um, how about Sacramento? I think it, what they ended up doing was interesting with Harkless, just taking him on, essentially. I, I, did they get any kind of compensation for doing that? I don't recall. Nope. Um, but Portland got Miritich, so I guess now they're playing Aminu at the three. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Harkless is an injury risk of course you know i think if he were healthy it might have been a, a different story there but you know i like i like that for sacramento uh the sacramento gm in this one is a little lower on harrison barnes maybe than their, <laughs> uh, their actual gm and owner uh i don't know any other teams or specific transactions that, that jumped out to you guys at all i mean should we talk let's talk about that that philly atlanta deal that one was fascinating to me um i i do wonder about the realism there of atlanta really wanting faults with trey young already there uh, see the realism that i was concerned about there is the optics of the 76ers both giving up faults and the first rounder in the trade yeah i mean but i mean to fill three rotation spots sure is pretty good i mean i mean i mean, they, obviously made it yeah. for a reason but i really i think the real 76ers would be concerned about uh giving up faults and the first round pick for rotation players i think either one on its own is easier to sell but when it's both it really shows the value of faults to be so low and i don't know if they want to do that yeah no i mean they gotta they gotta keep that pick so they can draft the next uh anjets uh <laughs> um well done but yeah um I, I don't think i actually got it right but uh beside the point like people always tell me it and then i just don't actually internalize the information because there's no reason to discuss them again for another year <laughs> <laughs> it comes up again and i can't remember what they told me um yeah for i guess the other thing too is that once they got lynn maybe philly would have looked to try to get some value for mcconnell supposedly they could get a first round pick for him but i don't think that was happening in our exercise or reality no it isn't uh kp any, any final thoughts before we sign off here yeah, I mean, I agree that the uh, I think we we haven't really talked in the final thoughts about the AD situation, which we talked about a lot at the beginning. But, you know, that may it, it's interesting. Cause I don't, it doesn't feel like it's the, quite the domino in some ways that the Memphis trades are because of the fact that the teams are pursuing AD probably aren't going to do anything else besides that. They're just going to wait around for the summer. Right. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. It, it, so if you guys are just going to handicap it in real life, question number one to you guys, does he get moved at the trade deadline? What do you think, Danny? I'm going to say he does. I wouldn't have said that before 7 a.m. Pacific time today, but now, yeah, I think it happens. Dan? I think it's real close to 50-50. I'm going to say uh, 40% that he does. When I, when I thought about this this morning when the request first came out, I was pretty skeptical because I thought it was very likely he was going to wait uh, that the Pelicans would wait on Boston. But, you know, the subsequent reporting and every, the way it played out in this mock has made me think now that it's probably somewhat more likely than not that they will look to move him now and, and not take the risk that that Boston offer may not ultimately be there in all its glory in, in June or July. Yeah, I think it really just depends on what the Knicks and maybe to a lesser extent the Lakers want to do. I mean, to me, if I'm the Pelicans and all I have is a is the lakers offer whatever that ends up being might as well just wait right i mean that offer is always going to be there in the summertime right i mean i don't see that lakers offer getting worse right and, and all of those those players that are in that offer are already under contract so if, if all you got is the lakers offer you might as well wait 
if you get the Knicks offer and you get Porzingis and that first rounder, I thought the protections we had on that were really interesting. I mean, with this being kind of a one player draft in a lot of people's eyes, getting the top one protection was key for me as the Knicks. The Knicks are kind of really, to me, the the pivot point because if they really throw in their best offer now and the Pels just have to say yes at that point, you know, because Porzingis, that part of it won't be there in the summer. That's That to me is if the Knicks really go all in now, I think they can get them and that the Pels would probably have to say yes to that deal if it's just the lakers wait until the summer see what happens with boston and uh you know i mean even if that lakers offer disappears a little bit or gets a little bit worse you know th- there could be other some other suitors available as well um so yeah that's that's really i, I still think maybe the pels unlike you guys would would be more interested in you know something that toronto could come up with or maybe something that portland could come up with or something like that um but uh you know or, or some other dark horse that we're not seeing but i do think the knicks can probably trump all those offers with at least in the Pell's eyes with Porzingis and uh and that first rounder all right I think uh that's all we got here thanks so much guys greatly appreciate your coming on as always this is awesome I will be uh buying your meals in Vegas this summer uh, once again or uh in Michigan maybe this summer if I uh visit there with Dan but uh this was awesome thanks again I appreciate it so much BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.